Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am Keegan Preslak. I am Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in New Mexico, uh, get together about once a month and uh, talk about horror movies. Uh, what is our topic this episode? This is episode 13, and we are doing our favorite zombie films. Finally. And I'm going to say zombies are my favorite subgenre. Your favorite subgenre. So like in horror. Correct. Over... Everything. Over every other topic we've done. You're going to say over slashers. Correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll be interested to hear more about that. I don't think you'll be able to back that up. I'm just kidding. Keep going. I'm I'm joking. So uh, anyways, that'll be our topic today. But first, hello, Eric. How are you? I'm doing all right. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Not too much going on in the world of easy. Except for watching movies. What about yourself? Well, I'm just working a lot. I just barely, I said this last episode, I just barely got off work, drove over here, and we're recording the pod. You were in your work clothes when you walked into my house. I was, and I was kind of embarrassed. You should be. I should be, okay. Yes. Well, I guess uh, now should be the time to shout some people out. Let's hear it. Uh, I just want to say quick thank you to Deanna Carter for buying a t-shirt. Thank you. A Ghoul Squad t-shirt. Yep. If you want one out there, go to bit.ly slash ghoul squad shirt. Or just go to tpublic.com and search Ghoul Squad. Yes. I don't have a shirt yet, but that'd be <laughs> awesome if you got one. Eric still does not have a shirt. That is correct. I am still wearing the shirt from the last podcast. He has not recorded. washed the shirt from no. the last episode. And I haven't taken it off. That's correct. So that's that. Thanks, Deanna, for buying a shirt. If you want one, please please pick one up. And also thanks to everybody who's already bought one. We really Absolutely. appreciate you guys. Also, uh, I just want to say... I've actually never said this on a podcast, so I have a request for anybody out there that's listening. Yes. Try to leave us a review on iTunes. Even if you hate us. I know everybody. <laughs> Let us know. Every podcast you listen to, I'm sure they're saying, leave us a review on iTunes. And I don't ever do it. I do, because I actually care about podcasts. But look, I know you don't. Yeah, well, go so, ahead. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you can, uh, preferably uh, five stars. That'd oh, be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh, at any rate, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And I think that's it for our uh, shout outs. We've got a, we've got the usual suspects. We do. We like to, sh- to shoot out. You wanna, shout out. You want to roll through them? You hit it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Josh goes to hell. Hellmouth kid. <laughs> Hellmouth kid. Shane saw Masker. Film fed. Film fed. Hello. Wes, Andrew, thanks for your podcast equipment. And on that note, I just like to say with the shirt money. Yes, we, this is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we made uh, just a little bit of money off the shirts that we sold, not a lot, and uh, we bought mic stands. No longer are we using toy boxes, which I'm a little, I'm a little upset about. I like the more, I like the space that we got now on the table. Yeah, I feel like you can see me, which I don't think you want to see me. Yeah, but I can see you. So right. Um. Anyways, with the money that we made off the shirts, we bought mic stands for the podcast. So right now we're using. Mic stands. I know it sounds like such a small minuscule, yeah. but it, no, but it's cool. <laughs> it sounds like a small thing, but um, it's awesome. So yeah. we're thank you so much for buying a shirt, and we we bought mic stands with the yeah. money. So we're excited. We about invested that. back into the show. Eric asked me after the last <laughs> after the last episode. Eric goes, "Da, when are we gonna get mic stands?" Yep. <laughs> and I looked down. I go, "Oh, I didn't know you even cared. Mm-hmm. We can get them next week." Next I feel episode. like we've been talking about them even longer than since last episode. Okay, fine. I wasn't even paying attention to them at all until you mentioned it. So. Okay. 
Um, so we have mic stands and it's because of the money from the t-shirts. So thank you so much yep. for buying them. Thank you. On our last episode, we forgot to mention Shane saw massacre from Instagram. Uh, Shane, uh, we forgot to say his found footage list. Our last episode was our top five found footage. Yep. He sent us his top five found footage and we didn't read it. We just slept on it. So we we're going to do it. it now. So Shane saw massacre's top five found footage list is number five, alien abduction. Got to say, haven't seen it. Number four, Grave Encounters. Pretty good. I agree. Number three, VHS. VHS is great. We both enjoy it. Two, Blair Witch Project. We both enjoy it. Fantastic movie. And number one, Paranormal Activity. We both enjoy it. Yes. So uh, if you listen to our last episode, quite a few of those were on our list. So yes. thank you, Shane, Shane Shaw. Oh, my gosh. Shane Shaw. Thank you, Shaw. <laughs> Thank you to Shane Saw Massacre uh, to sending in that list. And all uh, we're going to read your top five zombie films at the end of this uh, episode. Yep. So anyways, I think that is all out of the way. Thanks to all those people. And uh, I guess we should get to what we've been watching, huh? Yes. Let's do it. What do you want to do first? Well, I recently bought that Del Toro uh, Criterion box set. Okay. Uh, it came with Kronos. The Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. I had seen Pan's Labyrinth before, but not the other two. I like how you you didn't start with like the 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 Buzz movie right now, Get Out or Skull Island. You're you're gonna doing what we've been watching. Yeah, but you're gonna talk about the Del Toro Toro trilogy. Correct. Yes, exactly. No, I think people will enjoy this. So please tell us about it. Okay. So I went into Kronos thinking it was a vampire film. And had I not known that going in, I wouldn't have thought that coming out. It's not like a film where there's like vampires hunting and killing people. There's not a group of people trying to stop vampires. Okay. It says elderly man. He works in an antique shop. He comes across this item. It's called the Kronos device. It infects him. It slowly starts turning him into a vampire. Okay. With the help of his like eight-year-old granddaughter, they set out to discover what the hell is going on with him. That doesn't sound like a vampire film. Right. But it was great. It was awesome. Next, I watched The Devil's Backbone, and this just blew me away. And what's exciting about this is, like, I've always been pro Del Toro. Mm -hmm. You know this. Uh, I know you're a little iffy on the man. (laughs) I like Del Toro. I just don't love him like everybody else does. Um, And so, you know, I was a fan of his current works. Right. You know, I'm a big Pacific Rim fan. You watched every episode of The Strain? I did not. Okay. Uh, Crimson Peak. But these films, it's almost like it's a different man. It's just like, these are just so good. So The Devil's Backbone, it's set in the last year of the Spanish Civil War in Spain. Okay. This is 1939. And this boy has to go to an orphanage because his father has died fighting in the Civil War. So it turns out this orphanage that he goes to is haunted. But the ghosts aren't the problem that's present. You learn that the people who run the orphanage... They are loyal to the democratic government that's currently in place okay. in Spain. And they're afraid of being found out by the fascist regime that's currently trying to take over. So all of these turn, all of these things kind of come into play as the little boy is trying to help the ghosts in this orphanage. Mm-hmm. And man, it just kind of blew me away. It was so, so good. Um, you know, it's, it's a haunted house movie oh. with, the Spanish Civil War it's, as its backdrop. I just thought it was excellent. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of odd. Like, I haven't seen either of those movies. Uh, right. I have seen Pan's Labyrinth. So, like, for me to say, oh, that sounds good. I'll check it out. I mean, I know I should see it. But the fact that you're so excited about it has me really excited. So, what's cool is, I guess, Pan's Labyrinth is supposed to be a companion film to 
uh, the Devil's Backbone. Okay. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth takes place five years later in 1944, the aftermath of the Spanish Civil War, where the fascist regime has mm-hmm. won. And, you know, we see what that side is doing now that they've won. Okay, cool. Their, their, their continued efforts. It sounds like an incredibly complicated horror movie, but one that sounds uh, awesome. Let right. me ask you this. Was it sure. better than some of the movies he's made recently? Like uh, Crimson Peak. Like, I really like Crimson Peak, but d- were those movies better than Crimson Peak? Or Crimson Peak almost feels like... Oh, like you said, like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. And and not to say Crimson Peak is, is inferior, but there just feels to be so much thought. And I love that it uses an actual... A historic event okay. as yeah. a backdrop. That's what excites me, I guess. Well, that sounds awesome. I definitely want to check them out. You think I can ever borrow one from you? Probably not, because you always complain when I ask to borrow a film. That's not exactly <laughs> true. But <laughs> okay, let's so, hear some of the stuff you've been watching. Okay, so I watched uh, The Gate. Oh yes, and The Gate is this from uh, Vestron Vestron video uh, Blu-ray, and uh, I loved it. And I was having a little crisis <laughs> with Vestron titles because I I loved. Chopping, uh, Vestron Video is a new, uh, Blu-ray label with, uh, old Vestron Video Lionsgate, uh, horror releases. And I've been buying all of them. Uh, and I, I watched the first one, which was Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. I thought it was one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. So That's Chopping exciting. Mall is incredible. And then from then on, I haven't loved any of them, but I've thought some of them were a ton of fun. I didn't like Blood Diner as much as I was hoping to, but I thought Waxwork was awesome. Uh, Chud 2 is just a favorite of mine just because it's Chud 2 and it's ridiculous and stupid. But mm-hmm. the Chud, it's just stupid. And from there... Um, Return of the Living Dead 3? Uh, oh, oh, well, okay. Return of the Living Dead 3 is amazing. So that's kind of so far. I mean, there's a couple others like Parents and stuff, but I haven't gotten around to those yet. Lair of the White Worm. You do own those though, right? I own Lair of the White Worm, not Parents yet. And we got uh, Wishmaster to look forward yeah. to. The complete collection. I actually already pre-ordered that, but from Dark Delicacies. That is this Tuesday? Uh, next Tuesday yes but the signing is a little later but it's gonna be signed by Harry Manfredini which is one of the things I'm most excited about That's along with awesome. the rest of the cast but yeah like I mean he is the composer of you, Friday, Friday 13th you've never seen Wishmaster I've never seen Wishmaster that's exciting yeah um, I never saw it until about a year ago and, and you loved it, it yeah and it was one of those things that just clicked with me so that's yeah. cool that uh, you're getting to him so I watched uh, one of their latest releases, which is The Gate, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved The Gate. It was, I'm trying to think of how, how to explain it. It's just very, it centers around a kid, uh, and he digs up something in his backyard, and stuff just goes insane, and he has a dog, and he has a sis, uh, an older sister that has boys that come over that that are trying to get with this sister, and... Um, it's a very sort of like Amblin late eighties movie, not as good as those movies. Like it is kind of, it shows, it seems it definitely does, but the gate was awesome. Like I would say my favorite so far is chopping mall and then the gate. Really? Like no question. Yeah. Oh, damn. I thought it was awesome. Like, I don't want to overplay it. It is like an old, you know, like I said, it shows, it seems and the transfer that they had on, it's actually not that great from really? restaurant, which kind of sucks, but it looked good enough. So, I mean, I don't want to be too picky with these, you know, you are paying like $27 for these. Um, but this is totally worth it. I, I would say anybody out there, um, the gate and chopping mall from Vestron, those are incredible. I mean, I don't need to say chopping mall, but the gate is awesome. I know a lot of people out there like it. It was actually my first time seeing it. Uh, and I would recommend it to everybody. I think you will really, really like the gate. So it's awesome. There's a big monster at the end, and actually, like all the effects are pretty good. They're all, again, they show their seams, but they're pretty good. So yeah, the gate's awesome. What's something else you've been watching? I recently picked up Psychomania. Uh, this is from Arrow. Uh, I knew absolutely nothing about Psychomania, 
And my motivation was, there's a horror punk band that I like a whole lot, The Browns. They have a song about it. Shout out. So, uh, Browns having a song about them and Arrow putting it out, that was good enough for me to pick it up. So I watch it and it's just this boring slog of a film. <laughs> Pretty disappointed in Psychomania. So I'm. I warned you not to buy that movie because I remember I was going to pre-order it and I watched the trailer and I thought, ooh. And I thought, I, I felt like I dodged a bullet. I feel easy, like my motivation was good. Easy took the bullet. So. Uh, I finished the film. It had some cool ideas. It's like satanic bikers come back from the dead, but it's never like, ah, it never reaches its potential <laughs> that it sets out. Okay. So I finished the film. I'm watching some of the extras. I kind of just have it on more than anything that I'm paying attention to. it. I'm watching an interview with the main actor, and he tells a story. One of the other actors in the film, in real life, he killed himself. And in his suicide note, I don't remember exactly what it says, but his suicide note stated that he was bored with the world, and that's why he killed himself. So this actor who's giving this interview goes, well, he probably just watched Psychomania and then offed himself. And I thought, that's a tremendous story (laughs) joke that this guy just tried to tell about how boring even the actor thought uh, Psychomania is. you, You didn't watch the movie and off yourself. I did not watch the movie and off myself. No, but you should have. Psychomania, disappointment. I'm I'm glad we get that type yeah. of stuff. And obviously, we can't all have bangers. But um, yeah, yeah, disappointed in Psychomania. I'm frustrated by it too. I feel like a lot of people in the horror genre are kind of saying this right now. Like, I have nothing against Arrow or Scream Factory for putting out all this really small stuff. That's all we've ever asked for. Right. We've always asked for all these companies to put out, oh, put out this tiny thing, this tiny thing. This is my favorite movie no one's heard of. This is my favorite movie no one's heard of. Stuff like The Gate or The Pit or just these random uh, Chud, even though Chud is a well-known movie, no one was ever going to release it until Arrow put it out. So I'm glad they're doing it, but it is frustrating because it's like, oh, I should pick that up. Like Microwave Massacre from Arrow. Ooh. I, you know what? What's funny I, I is, when, dodge that is when you texted me about like, you shouldn't order Psychomania. I said, can't be any worse than Microwave Massacre. And you know what? It was because like Microwave Massacre at least had like titties and stuff. It had what? Titties. Okay. Whereas uh, Psychomania did not. So I'm oh, going Microwave Massacre over Psychomania. You're getting it here first, folks. Microwave Massacre over Psychomania. There you go. If you were th- if you were between those two <laughs> yeah, films. if you didn't know which one to order. Um, I almost ordered uh, uh, Stephen, I think it's Stephen King's, I don't know, Dead Time Stories. I heard it's bad. I almost ordered, I actually had it pre-ordered from Target because they were doing a buy two, get one free deal. And then all of a sudden I read the reviews, which I don't normally do. And all of them were like, hey, this movie's bad. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. And I was like, I had this existential crisis where I was like, oh my God, I have to dodge this bullet. So right. I went and canceled my entire order, did a whole new order, which I got Exorcist 3, uh, pre-ordered Tales from the Hood, and pre-ordered Serial Mom, which Serial Mom is one of my favorite movies of all time. So there you go. Bullet dodged, bullet taken. Bullet dodged, bullet taken by easy. So, Correct. Um, I actually don't have anything else to talk about other than Get Out and Skull Island. So go ahead. Before we get to the newer releases, yes. I got one more. I watched Joe Dante's Homecoming. Oh, it's awesome. And I think it was only the third Masters of Horror I've ever seen. You're the crazy. Two, the other two being Mickey's uh, Imprint uh-huh. and Ernest Dickerson's The V Word. That's the guy who directed Juice. I have no other idea what other horror films he may have done. Like, why is he given a Masters of Horror episode? Easy's a big Juice fan, number one. Tupac and, and Omar Epps, that's correct. And number two, make sure you say what you're talking about, which is the Masters of Horror uh, show. 
Correct. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante's. Yes. I loved how it was just an hour. I loved I just like popped it on and it was and it was over. Yep. I watched this film uh, kind of at your recommendation. Yep. And I also kind of felt like it fit in with our theme of uh, zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these certainly aren't flesh-eating zombies. They are back from the dead uh, zombies. Um, I just feel like any type of political satire is just relevant right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even though this film is what, maybe 10 years old? But it was for the Bush era, so it sort of makes sense now again. Right. It was fun. Yeah. Really liked it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm definitely want to seek you now. I definitely want to seek out more Masters of Horror episodes. Did Romero get a Masters of Horror episode? Ooh, I don't, I don't think he did. I don't remember. That's right why. Now. That's crazy. What happened? We're gonna get Mick Garris on next episode, and we're gonna ask him oh, why didn't Romero get a everybody. get a episode? I'm Mick Garris. <laughs> uh, no. Talking about Mick Garris, I rewatched Digging Up the Marrow as well. Bummed we didn't mention it for last episode. Oh yeah. That Sorry, scene Adam Green. when Adam is at the horror doing the horror film circuit yeah. and he's talking to Tom Holland. That's such a good scene when they're yeah. like, Oh, he's come to you as well. Oh, that, that's an incredible f- scene in that film. So digging up the marrow. We forgot to mention that on yep. our uh, top five found footage. Uh, would have been an honorable mention for me. But Absolutely. Love that movie. Yes. Love uh, Adam green. Hello, Adam green. You're not listening, but hello. Yes. Also, I, I don't know if I've ever told the story about meeting him. Uh, we'll save it for another pod. Have. We'll say it for another pod. I met Adam Green, and he is awesome. So, and uh, Ray Wise, actually. Oh, and Kane Hodder. But I digress. I guess let's get to the newer films that we've right. seen. Let's. What do you want to do first? Let's do Get Out. All right, so. You liked it, right? Yes, I loved it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I feel like I've talked about it so much to the people around me, I kind of don't know what to say now. But it's it's so awesome. It's, I feel like I was seeing something new for the first time. Um, I'd never seen a horror movie like this before. It feels like a victory for us, just in terms of how well it's doing critically and commercially. Oh, it certainly does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of a remarkable movie for so many different reasons, but also Jordan Peele is the director, which is super cool, and it's just, I don't know, I don't. I feel like I've never seen a horror movie like this before, and it's relevant and hilarious and about so many different things. I love it. Yes, I, I loved how it used, you know, it's, its take on racism, I don't want to say it's modern. Yeah, because it's always been there, but I guess just since that's an issue that's in the forefront, um, it really used its themes uh, to its most potential. Yeah, yeah, it really. Uh, I don't feel like I've ever seen. I guess I'll just say I've never. I don't feel like I've ever seen racism depicted in that way, where it was just showing you, uh, you know, what it's like for somebody to go to an all-white household. And, and everybody's just kind of looking at you. Like, I'm not even saying that's the case, but that's what Jordan Peele was trying to show. And uh, then, of course, it ups it to like a million with the crazy stuff that does end up happening and what those people are actually doing with him. But I just, yeah, it just it blew my mind. I was just in shock about how awesome that, of an idea that is and the commentary in it. You see, I couldn't stop thinking about Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you know. Black man surrounded by white people yes. uh, in in a in a house. Yeah, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, and like everybody else is super good in it too. Um, I don't know that friend's name, but he's hilarious. Oh, I loved him. The TSA agent friend of his is yes. so so funny. He's he says what we're thinking. Yes, he's the, the he's the audience surrogate. Yes, and uh, I love him. So yeah, Get Out's awesome. I think I'll just leave it at that. Absolutely. Um, I feel like probably everybody's seen it out there, but yeah, two thumbs up from the Ghoul Squad. Absolutely. Is that what we're called, the Ghoul Squad? Me and you collectively. I uh, I guess. 
I guess. What? Okay. Anyways, uh, what's the... I feel like a squad should have more than two people in it. I mean, we got a little squad out there. We got a little squad out squad. there. Squad. Squad of listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, How about the listeners are the ghoul squadron, and we'll be the ghoul squad. Okay. So uh, what about Skull Island? Now, we know this isn't a very horror movie, but, you know, it's, it's got giant monsters. Yeah, yeah. And there's horrific elements, and there's also a scene referencing a horror movie we both love. Yes. So why don't you go first? Uh, Kong, Skull Island. Yes. So uh, it's a bit of a dumb film. Sure. But man, it delivered on its uh, spectacle. It delivered that uh, giant monster awe-inspiring feeling that I hope to have. I hope to get. Yeah. It delivered. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, while watching it, I already noticed its like insane pace. Right. Like the way the characters are just sort of... They're, they're not even there. The characters are barely even there. I love all the actors in it, and I think... Without a lot of these actors, it probably wouldn't have worked as well because the characters are so bare, and they say they almost, sometimes they say things that don't even make sense. You know, hi, I'm Tom Hiddleston, and I'm a tracker, and I'm attractive, and I'm here, and I'm British to track. Like, like they're not they're not fleshed out characters. But I just want to say none of that matters because of just it's just get to the island, get Correct. to the monsters, get to, also how quickly they get to Kong, right? I just loved all that. I just ate it up. And, and each, there's like so many different set pieces involving the creatures on the island, involving Kong, fighting creatures, eating creatures, which is a really cool scene. Yes. So, yeah, it just, it delivers on the creatures. And also, the characters are good enough, probably because their actors are likable. Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson, John um, C. Riley, John Goodman, uh, John C. Riley, standout, very worried about Corey him. Hawkins. Corey Hawkins. I was worried about. I was worried going into the movie about John C. Riley. He ended up being one of the best characters in the movie. I can't think of his name, but the guy who played Easy E is straight yes. out of Compton. Yes. I thought that was cool that they were yep. in another film together, and then he's awesome in the movie. So yeah, yes. it's just yeah. It, I, I just was kind of baffled by its pace and how it just discards its characters, but it's a ton of fun. 2014's Godzilla almost feels really tame compared to this Kong. Yes. This Kong was just like insanity. Okay, yes, but you're also like not factoring in that the budget for Godzilla was probably like 110 and the budget for this movie was 185. So you're talking completely different budgets. And Gareth Edwards' Godzilla was a movie made to not show the monster a lot, but end up showing it a lot in the end with the Jaws formula of showing the monster as well as... You know I'm against keeping, that. Keeping it cheaper. Give easy monster, 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 monster. Okay, how much do you like Pacific Rim then? A lot. A lot. Yes. Anyways, Godzilla wasn't made for a lot of money, and that's the difference between this and Kong. Kong was made for a lot more. But I also love how they didn't go with the whole uh, Kong thing. You know, getting the girl, having uh, a bond with the girl and all thank, that. Yes, love that. Thank you for playing that down. I yeah, agree. that was awesome. Also, we didn't have to... Well, never mind. I don't want to spoil any more of the movie because I just realized people may have not have seen it. So, two big thumbs up for Skull Island. Correct. Loved it. Yes. Oh. So I think that uh, is it for what we've been watching. I feel like it's been a long section, but uh, we hope that it did not disappoint. We hope that you're still listening. We hope you haven't turned, it us, turned us off yet. Or you're asleep. If you're asleep, hello. Yep. Wake up. Yo. Wake up. Yo. Okay. Let's get it. <laughs> so uh, that concludes our uh, what we've been watching section of the podcast. And I think it's time to get to our topic, right? Yes. Yes. We're doing our favorite zombie films. So before we get into that, well, wait, let, we me, gotta, let me ask we got, you. We got to play the, the grindhouse music. Hey, Quentin. 
Go for it. <laughs> now it's time for all. Now it's time for our top five uh, favorite zombie films. Zombie films. <sighs> okay, so before we get to our honorable mentions, let me ask you: What is your definition of zombie? Um, I would say your idea of what they should be in film. Just any any type of shuffling around and eating people or going after people in some way, as well as running fast, going after people. So my definition of a zombie doesn't even have, they don't even have to be eaten. It's just people going after other people uh, in packs or uh, they're you know what I'm saying? Like just yes, people that are that want to get you, but large packs of them, and they're also mostly mindless they might be able to see there's a window open and climb through the window but they're mostly a mindless force of a group of people um and they don't have to eat you they can be fast they can so there's there's plenty of different things that can make you a zombie are in you, my opinion are you okay with like voodoo zombie haitian zombie slave zombie white zombie so <laughs> i hate you so much uh i will say yes but okay. uh in terms of my list i picked more zombie films okay for instance i would never say serpent in the rainbow is not a zombie film let me hit you with another do hit they, me with another do they have to be from the grave no do they of have course to not. die and no, come back obviously not are you okay with it being a virus of course okay yes so back in my wee horror days this is like i was so months. strict about my definition of zombie it had they had to be romero like zombies if they talked if they can control objects, uh, you know, if they had any type of personality, I hated it. I was against it, <laughs> but I have since uh, mellowed out a bit, and you'll you, find you, some pretty you sound, wacky. You sound mellow right now. You'll find some pretty wacky picks here uh, since I've, uh, you know, dropped that baggage of okay. zombies had to be a specific way to me. Um, He's dropping his baggage on the floor right now, now. Similar to what you just said, I prefer back from the dead. Flesh-eating, slow zombies. Now, that's a good point. What you said was you prefer. And that's what I was saying. My list is probably going to be more zombie-like. Now, you we're talking about preferences right now, right? If your number one isn't my number one, I'm going to tell you right now that you're wrong. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, so who should start with these honorable mentions? Me or you? I think you should start. Okay. I have my honorable mentions in alphabetical order. I just simply walked over to my DVD shelf. And if it was a zombie film that I like, I went ahead and threw it on the list. Okay, give me a couple. There's some other films over there that I did not include. But I'm going to start with the non-undead zombie films. 28 weeks and 28 days later. Yes. I I enjoy the first one more than the second one. And that score is fire. And it's used to excellent effect in the opening of the second one. Yeah, I absolutely agree, man. I mean, I love those movies. I think I'll talk about them later. But uh, 28 Days Later specifically is probably like the beginning of a new sort of era in film. It was like shot digitally and just Danny Boyle, dude. The cinematography. I love, love those movies. So I, it, ma- it makes it feel more artful than yes. just a simple zombie film. I'll talk about them later, but yes, I agree. Okay. Give me another one. You got it. Dimension Extremes, Stephen C. Miller's 
the zombie film without an ending. Automaton, Automaton transfusion. transfusion. Yeah. And what this film's got going for it is all of its ridiculous gore. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Isn't there a scene where a woman is pregnant? Yes. And a, and a zombie just like reaches up in there and takes out that fetus. Yes. Yeah. And give that's me, all Easy wants. Give me some more of that. Easy doesn't want anybody having babies I'm out there. I'm not talking about violence on women. I'm just talking about give me gore, more gory set pieces in films. Absolutely. That's all. Yes. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Tomaton Transfusion. We've cut... We, Oddly, we've talked about it a lot on our podcast. I wish I revisited it for this yeah. podcast. It's awesome. Doesn't have an ending. Uh, it's also, like 75 minutes long. It's also shot like horribly. It's like shot on like a DV cam or something. Right. But yes, I agree. Love that movie. Yes. You want one for me? Let's let's hear one from Keggy. Uh, an honorable mention from Keggy, apparently, yes. is <laughs> uh, The Dead. Oh, okay. The Dead is the... the, the uh, set in Africa. Set in Africa. The you will f- not find this on here, but The Dead is okay. Ford Brothers film. And what I loved about it was just it's it felt like a return to old school zombie movies. They're, they're shuffling, they're uh, mindless, and they're dead. I enjoy... Uh, it felt like exotic uh set pieces like yeah. where the film takes place yeah and like the way it the lo- backdrops yeah the way it looks is just super cool because it's set in africa correct um a lot of fun a lot of fun so the dead it's a it's a great great movie not one of my favorites but just a great movie yes uh another one that i got is the classic italian sexploitation burial ground knights of terror okay. have you seen this one I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, my gosh. This is great, gory, incestual fun. Oh, well, I'm into that. One of my highest recommendations. I think it has a recent blue It does, from Severin. Yes. Great stuff. Yeah, I really want to see that. So uh, another honorable mention from me is a movie that's going to be on your list. Let's hear it. City of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead is is actually an honorable mention of mine. there you go. This is Fulci. It's Fulci. Go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Fantastic uh, gore pieces. Um, this was one of those films that initially I was kind of turned off by because it wasn't like my zombie logic. Right. It wasn't Romero zombie logic because they can like disappear and but, like, reappear wherever they want to. But the atmosphere of this movie, I would oh, say dr- oozing, oozing, oozing in oozing. fog. I think every scene in the film, regardless if they're indoors or not, is covered in fog. You can barely see what's happening in the movie because of the fog. But it works so well. The atmosphere in this film is so good. Absolutely. And you're right. The gore is so awesome. I, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard that I only saw it about a year ago. It blew my mind. Yep. It's awesome. There's a scene where a dude takes a drill to the head. There's a scene where a chick vomits up her guts. Yes. Oh, it's it's awesome. Awesome. I love Fulci. You do love Fulci. I'm wearing a Fulci zombie shirt right now. You are? Yes. Let's keep it going. Give me another one, Doc. Another one? Sure. I'm worried about these. Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, this one was, I think it was like an eight films to die for or... Okay. Six, Mulberry Street. Six, no. Six films to keep you awake or one of those. I don't have Mulberry Street on my honorable mentions, but I'm throwing that one out there. Give me your title. <laughs> okay. So I actually think I remember it was a Ghost House Pictures film. Dance of the Dead. Dance of the Dead. Thank you. Yes. Yep. And Dance of the Dead was amazing. Love, love, love Dance of the Dead. Uh, actually, quick story. Jamison Lucas, if you're out there, uh, borrowed it from me. Okay. And he took it to Albuquerque. Never returned never it. Never returned it. So have not, <laughs> have not seen it since uh, it came out on that Ghost House uh, DVD. But uh, awesome, awesome, fun, fun movie about these kids at a high school that go to their high prom. school prom. And uh, they're dead. Uh, those Ghost House DVDs had fun slips. They were all the same. Yeah. But they were clear, clear with yeah. the Ghost uh, House logo in the bottom left. So if you like zombies and you've never heard of Dance of the Dead, absolutely check that one out. There is such a fun cast of characters in that movie. There's one guy that they he's uh he's like the redneck. 
and they asked him what he's been doing all night. Shout out to Jamin Daly. He loves this uh, line. We saw it together. Uh, he says, they asked him, he said, what have you been doing, man? He goes, oh, you know, bashing heads, tearing shit up. Yeah, there's like a scene where he like wrestles a zombie. Yes, he yes. Like, he like, he's like dropping elbows on this zombie. It's ridiculous, but it's funny. Fashion heads tearing shit up. So, uh, Dance of the Dead, check it out. Uh, there is a Masters of Horror called Dance of the Dead with Robert England. That is not the movie we're talking about. That is not about. the movie we're talking about. That's nope, right. Nope. Um, should I give one? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I called this film my favorite uh, 90s film on that episode. Uh, Cemetery Man. Oh, okay. It's a zombie film that tries to answer the question. The meaning of life, and wow. it is just an excellent, stylish uh, film. And Easy's all about the meaning of Rup- life. Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. What's the uh, other title for that movie? Delamore. Delamorte. Delamore. Yep. Give me another one of yours. Another one from me. Wreck. A movie we talked about okay. on the last episode. Wreck is a uh, Spanish found footage horror movie. Uh, it's very, they're viral zombies, so they're fast, and actually they're not viral zombies, but I don't want to spoil what they are. Uh, they're they're very similar to 28 Days Later zombies, but it's from, it, there's a lot of first person shots, it's a documentary crew goes into an apartment building, and shit rolls downhill from there. So, that it does. Wreck is awesome. So if you've never seen Wreck, now two episodes in a row, check out Wreck. What's another one from you? Okay. Uh, this one is... Cockneys versus zombies. What versus zombies? Cockneys. And in the realm of zombie comedies, it's all right. It's worth a watch. You know, I know the, blu- the Blu-ray is real cheap on Amazon. It was like $8 on Amazon okay. the other day. So, yeah, Cockneys versus zombies is fun. I, first time I ever saw that was at your house. That is correct. Which is where we're sitting right now. That is also correct, and that may change. In the future. Let's keep going. <laughs> Give me another one of your honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, another honorable mention for me. We're about to get to some bangers. Okay. Uh, Night of the Comet. I, I I believe Night of the Comet's a zombie movie. That's fair to say. Okay. So whether or not it is, Night of the Comet, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, a movie that I constantly ask you to rewatch. Correct. And you haven't. And I know you've seen it, obviously. I remember not liking it. I love it. I love it. I love but it. I'm sure the, my tune would change if I could revisit the, it. It centers around uh, these two women leads. Mm-hmm. And the main character is so awesome. I don't even remember her name right now. She's actually in uh, Weekend at Bernie's. She's yep. hot. And it is awesome. I love Night of the Comet. So please watch Night of the Comet if you haven't seen it. Can we call Weekend at Bernie's a zombie film? Uh, no. Because I love part two. Part two kind of, not part one. Okay. I wish part two was on Blu-ray. That'd be fun. Yeah. So I'm going to start mentioning some films now that you're probably thinking, that's just an honorable mention. That's just an honorable mention. And I'm going to blame that on Keegan. Okay, great. I wanted to do 10, a top 10, but Keegan wanted to keep it at five. That's true. So forgive me for just calling some of these films honorable mentions when they are fire. And my first one up is the Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. I'm assuming that's going to be a little different on your list. I'll keep going. Let me give you one more. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one I feel really bad about for having on my honorable mentions. The Day of the Dead remake. Fuck the Day of the Dead <laughs> remake. It's such a bad, awful movie. Zombies are climbing on the ceiling and shit. Have you seen it? No. Why, why, why so, would I watch it? so bad. And you know Steve Miner directed it. Yep. And Love it's Steve a Miner. turd. It's a turd of a film. It's so awful. You're a turd. Go ahead. Correct. Uh, the original Day of the Dead. Absolutely. I mean, we don't even need to talk about it. 
Day of the Dead would be on my honorable mentions as well. It's so odd because it's a movie that you feel like should be on a top five, but it's not on mine. Um, Day of the Dead, one of my favorite movies ever made and one of the best movies ever made. It's it's so, so good. And let me go back to Kong for a moment. Okay, a, let's go there, back to there, Kong a for a moment. That's what Easy does. We backtrack. We backtrack back all the time. Call call E Dog backtrack. He's getting backtrace. One eight hundred backtrack easy. Backtrace easy. There's a moment in Kong where it turns Dave the Deadish, where it's like science versus military. Yeah. They're at odds about uh, how they should proceed with Kong. I mean, extremely surface level version of that. But yes, did you not think Dave the Dead when that argument was going on? I didn't. Okay, give me another one of your. Honorable mention, sir. I think this might be the time to say we forgot to mention the Cannibal Holocaust reference in uh, Skull Island. Yeah. So there's a scene where there's a where something similar happens to a character in Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. I just thought it was awesome. But recently, there was an article you circulating just it? yesterday. No, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, just uh, like yesterday, yeah. the director confirmed that it was intentional. Which is super cool. I saw it with uh, my buddy Wes. Hello, Wes. And uh, I looked over at him immediately. I was like, I go, uh, 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 Cannibal Holocaust? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we talked about it later. I was like, it had to be intentional. I said it had to be. And we found out it was. So that makes Kong even cooler. Yes. Hit me with another honorable mention. Another honorable mention. Uh, I feel bad about this. But as always with these lists, remember, there are favorites. They're not the best. So I'm going to say a movie that's called Return of the Living Dead is an honorable mention for me. The original? Yeah. You're nuts. Okay. Well, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched it all the time. I watched it recently, rewatched it with the new Scream Factory Blue, and love it. If there was ever a time Easy was going to walk out on an episode of The Ghoul Squad, it, just would, wait, it would be now. Wait to get my list, because I did some interesting things on my list. Well, good. That's exciting. Man. Okay. It's good to just shake things up. Okay, I got another one. Peter Jackson's Ooh, Dead Alive. That's on my honorable mentions, because it's one of my favorite movies ever, but I, I honestly almost forgot it was a zombie movie. Now, I know that's stupid, because it really is. But I don't know. I, I always just kind of, I always view it as like the gross out gore movie. I don't, I don't say it's, oh, it's, that's a, the, or, or the zombie movie. So I don't know. On my own mentions. Do you feel like it doesn't meet the definition of like the slow shambling no, it does. zombies? It does. I just, I don't know why. I, I never, uh, never include it. But anyways, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Easy got another one. Easy got another one. And this is, couldn't be further away from the type of zombie films we're talking about. I'm talking about Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo's Dead Heat. This is a buddy cop comedy film okay. where one of them dies and one of them returns back from the dead and they set out to solve his murder. There's this incredible scene where they're in a meat market and all of the meat in the market, uh, in the store, comes back to life as well and they have to fight zombie meat. And it's excellent. The wackiness makes me think of... uh. Big Trouble in Little China. Wow. Yeah. Such a fun 80s comedic romp. Say Joe Piscopo one more time. Joe Piscopo. There you go. Oh, uh, say Larry Fessenden before we forget. I love him. Say his name. I wish he was in a zombie film. Who? Larry Fessenden. Thank you. All right. So we met our Larry Fessenden quota. So that'd be like my new favorite movie ever in the world. Uh, so my last honorable mention, I didn't even write that many down. So you're going to have a lot more than me, but we'll just keep a few more to go. We'll just keep going. It's a movie that uh, I'm afraid to say is an honorable mention of mine, and uh, it is uh, Zombie. If there was ever a second time I was going <laughs> to walk out on the Ghoul Squad episode, uh, it'd be now. 
So I love zombie too, zombie too, zombie, uh, Fulci's uh, zombie. But you know me, I'm just not the Italian guy. You're the Italian guy. I love Italian horror, love Italian zombie movies, uh, but not as much as you do. Now, I just looked over at Keegan's list and I see his number one is zombie four, the killing birds or whatever that Actually, bullshit it's zombie is called. three. You're a motherfucker. Because oh, what? You're a motherfucker because Zombie 3 is great. I agree. It is. It is. I agree. I want it. It is on my a, honorable mention There's list. a Blu-ray in the UK by 88 Films, and I want it so bad. It is It is such a batshit, zany uh, zombie film. Yeah. I we, love, love We've that got movie. flying decapitated heads. Yeah. Zombies that wield machetes. Would you say madcap? That's a fair description. Okay. Uh, love Zombie 3. So keep going then because I'm done. Sure. The late 80s video. I'm, I think I'm thinking this was shot on video just because of the way it looks. Uh, gore zombie film, The Dead Next Door. Uh, should I just keep rolling? It's up to you. Okay. Dr. Butcher MD. Yep. AKA Zombie Holocaust. Yes. This is such an awesome film as it starts off as a cannibal film and then turns into a zombie film. It's just like a marriage of my favorite shit. Italians, cannibals, zombies, titties. Wow. Excellent film. Have you watched it? Yes. I know you got the, yeah. the blue recently, yeah? Yep. Is it anywhere on your list? It, it's not. I just forgot about it. I mean, Zombie Holocaust is awesome. Keegan uh, just forgot about it, so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I think it was put out by Severin, right? I think so. Anyways, go ahead. Fido. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. Fido. Fido. Yes, this is this is a fun one. Um, do you enjoy Fido? Uh, you know what? I missed Fido. You've never seen it, period? Nope. nope. I remember really? It, I remember when it came okay. out. It was a big deal. Wanted to see it and missed it. So, yeah. So, the zombie apocalypse has happened. Uh, they've been able to contain the zombies uh, with a collar uh, placed around uh -huh. their, their necks. Uh, a little boy treats the zombie that his uh, family has as like a pet. Uh, it gets off its collar bite somebody he kind of has to try to uh help the zombie get away uh that's a fun one yeah i've always wanted to see it that's and wild I, you haven't seen fido Doc. you know i mean i remember we both talked about it several times i just never got to see it so what's another one okay flesh eater this is from bill heinzman i don't like your tone <clears throat> bill heinzman <laughs> uh is the first zombie that we see in the cemetery in romero's oh, okay that's awesome Dead. And this is a zombie film that he wrote, directed, starred in. It's not a good movie. But the gore is there. Flesh Eater. Flesh Eater. Yep. This next one is like the pinnacle of Italian trash. It's just so goddamn bad, but I love it. <laughs> Hell of the Living Dead. It's a, it's a rough one. That's a bad one. But it's, it's worth a watch. I think you traded me that movie. Uh, I got that blue from uh, Blue uh, Underground. Uh, yeah. It's a double feature with yeah. rats. Yep. Yep. Should I keep going down? Yeah. Okay. This isn't... Okay, mate. This this isn't really a zombie film. But okay. They act like zombies. I drink your blood. Love I drink your blood. Yep. They kind of delve into that. Uh, they share similar attributes. You got any more, though? I don't. <laughs> I don't have any more. Oh, shit. Well, then E-Dog just going to keep going. Yeah. No, that's fine. Go ahead. This is great. Nightmare City. Oh, yep, yep. Yep. This is one of those zombie films where, like, they can use guns. Ooh. And, you know, they can, like, think and, uh, but. Have you said Land of the Dead yet? 
I have not said Land of the Dead yet, but now is a great time. Okay. To say uh, Land of the One Dead. One of my honorable mentions. Love that movie. Yes, absolutely. I know. I know. Like people are down. I love Land of the Dead, but absolutely. Nightmare City. Nightmare City. Uh, Night of the Creeps. Oh. How good is this movie? One of my favorites. Is it anywhere on your? It's list? not on my list. I forgot. Okay. I just forgot to include it because it's 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 a slug movie. And I know they they become kind of zombies, but yeah, I actually tried to get my brother and his girlfriend to watch it last night. <laughs> and you struck out. No luck on Kigi's side. But uh, anyways, what's another one? All right. Don't hate me, guys. Don't hate me, guys. The original Night of the Living Dead and remake. What? Yep. Honorable mentions. Night of the Living Dead. Obviously, they're not honorable mentions. Obviously, they're it's the most important zombie film ever. I thought Night of the Living Dead was like the first one of your favorite movies of all time. Well, wait till you get to my top five. Ooh. <laughs> all right, give me more. Okay. Uh, Planet Terror. Oh, I love Planet Terror. Absolutely. Robert Rodriguez. Reanimator. Yep. Eh, not really a zombie movie, but yeah. Return of the Living Dead 3. Yep. This is one I just watched. I watched it for the episode. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called The Resort with a oh, Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the zombie apocalypse has happened. Humanity was able to contain it. And now all of the zombies that are left are on a deserted island that this rich lady has turned into a resort. People pay to go there to shoot zombies. Uh, there's a malfunction in their security system. That's awesome. Zombies are let loose. You learn that there's a protocol where they just are going to level uh, the island. As they always do. So... The group of survivors have to find a way off the island before this happens. And it surprisingly got pretty uh, political in uh, where the zombies are coming from. Huh. Okay. No, that's a real treat. That actually sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fun. great, it's basically Jurassic Park with uh, zombies. I thought Westworld, I mean, but correct. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> give, me, give me some more. You got it. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Never saw Now, it. I feel like a lot of films try to imitate comedy in zombie films since Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this one does the best job. If you put Shaun of the Dead on your honorable mentions, I'm going to walk out the door. Well, you'll just have to wait till... Ooh, yeah. My my list Ooh, is almost over. Just gonna have to... Go ahead. I've got two more on my list. Ready, I bet you ready? do. This is more of a creature feature, but there are zombies present. Slither. Uh, okay, more of a slug film as well, but go ahead. And the amazing... The wickedly talented, the one and only. One of my favorite films from last year. I love this movie so, so much. It's so good. I can't talk enough. I can't give this film enough praise. Train to Busan. Okay. And yeah, that great movie. is my honorable mentions. Wow. I feel like we need to uh, take a breather. Well, I actually need to take a shower over here from all this spitting. I'm just kidding. Easy looking at himself in a mirror. Do you have any more? I'm, <laughs> I hate you. No, you're done. I'm ready, right. man. I'm ready for the top five. Right. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident in these five. I did some wacky shit. All right, I did some wacky ass shit on my list. Well, then, how about you start us off? But I'm okay with wacky. It. I'm okay with it. Easy's gonna have the concrete zombie list, and I'm gonna have the wacky shit keggy list. Okay, that's that. It's usually the other way around. My number five tables are usually turned. We could. Turn this table if you like. Let's hear Let's hear Keggy's number five. My number five is my number five favorite zombie movie of all time. Always remember these are our favorites and not what we think are the best. Right. Just personal. My number five is The Battery. All right. Now, I know it's a recent film. I know you may be thinking, wow, The Battery over Return of the Living Dead or uh, Night of the Comet, movies I love. And you might be right. 
No. It's, it's a good movie. No, I love The Battery. It's great. This is a movie that sort of leveled me when I saw it. And I just think it's just, so, I guess it's inventive use of the zombie genre in the tiny budget it had. And the filmmakers, Jeremy Gardner, like just this whole thing is one of my favorite movies ever made. Like it really is. So yeah, I mean, it's my number five. It's it's such a goddamn good movie. It, oh, I should say what The Battery is. The Battery is about these uh, two guys that are just, alone in the zombie apocalypse and uh spoilers they're the battery the two guys uh, the definition of battery is the pitcher and catcher in baseball yeah and that's what these two guys are like before the zombie apocalypse occurred yeah. and they basically exist in sort in sort of a walking dead-esque world of the zombie apocalypse but you know there's few zombies in the film they they, they appear here and there uh, until the end but the movie's more just about their relationship and, and just them hanging out and going from place to place and their trials and tribulations as humans in this world. So, like, it just blew me away that the film was just purely set on these two guys and their relationship and how they would deal with it. And it felt like it felt like what would happen to me if I were in a zombie apocalypse. Now, here's the number one thing. I'd be dead. Number one. Correct. But number two, if I wasn't dead and I could, I made it out to the woods, it'd be like that. Like, I'd be like, ah, I don't really want to kill people. I don't really want to kill zombies. I would want to. But I feel like I would, you know, it just felt like a real version of people that are not supposed to be in this position but are. And uh, the end of the film, which I will not spoil in any way, is just super, super cool. And just a really, uh, I don't, cheap is not the word, but it's a really budgetary way to do uh, a zombie uh, sort of attack. So it's just great. Um, the Battery, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's my number five. So you're talking about the end. I actually think it's a really crazy idea, and they pull it off. Like, it's, yeah. it's effective. And has a voice in it by... Let's hear it. Larry Fessenden. Yeah. Yeah. So my number five is The Battery. I know that may seem insane to some people, but this movie just... Uh, maybe it's because it's so new, it just kind of stayed fresh in my mind. Um I'm not really a zombie guy almost at all anymore. Like I like my old zombie movies. I, I love, but man, I just, I could not care less about the walking dead. And like you said, that movie, the resort, like I saw that show up on Netflix. I'm like, eh, it's a zombie movie. Move on. I love zombies. I'm just tired of them. So the battery reinvigorated. I feel like it reinvigorated the genre. It reinvigorated a lot of like, um, independent horror. Uh, it's, it's just awesome. So one last time, the battery, my number five, what is Eric Hoff's, the Hoff, if you will, easy E, E dog, E dog, E deggy, Eric Coffins. That's one we're trying out. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> we're testing that one out today. <laughs> what is Eric Hoff's number five favorite zombie movie? My number five is actually a haunted house film where zombies show up at the very end. Fulci's 1981 masterpiece, The Beyond. Okay. Wow. Yes. I mean, listen. Uh, before you said, I mean, the Beyond's one of my favorite movies of all time, but eh, I wouldn't really say it was a zombie movie. And that's what I'm saying. That's why sure, I called it a sure. haunted house film. But please go ahead. Yes. It's just so stylish. Uh, the music, the gore, the cinematography. There's a scene where the zombies are attacking and David Warbeck's character pulls out his gun and the camera is like following him as he's pulling out his gun. He aims his gun and shoots at a zombie in the belly and then he aims a little lower. The camera moves with him and he shoots the zombie again in the belly. And it just looks so darn cool. <laughs> yeah. It is just one of my absolute favorite horror films, period. And um, I'm happy 
that the financiers of the film demanded zombies to be in it because they were popular at the time because I think it's a great sequence towards the end of the film. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the first time I saw it, and actually you, you've probably heard this on the podcast, I, I kind of didn't really get it, but it's almost because there's not really anything to get. It's such an obscure kind of insanity dream logic that it took till my second viewing to go, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely love it beyond. I agree with you. Wouldn't have really considered it a zombie movie, but yeah, it's so goddamn good. That, um, that dog, Dickie attack Dickie. That woman with the uh, eyes, Eliza. And, uh, that has one of my favorite from that era. I think isn't Katriana McCall in that movie. You're correct. Really like her. Just yes. leave it at that. Really like her. Yep. So Yeah. Beyond, definitely agree. Uh, Absolutely, didn't you make my honorable mentions? Film, well, like I said, it's not really a zombie film. Yeah, but they that's just show awesome. up at the end. So you're a little wacky here. Now I feel like people are going to be like, "It's a zombie movie." Shut up. So maybe we should shut up. Well, I won't argue with them. Tight, cool, man. Let's hear your four. <laughs> my number four is a movie you already talked about, um, and I feel like I'm going to struggle to talk about this one, so I'm going to try. Let's hear it. My number four is just one of the best movies ever made. One of my favorites of all time and it's 28 days later just 28 days later just such a solid movie from danny boyle and mm-hmm. uh main character is uh i don't know killian murphy correct or cillian murphy i don't even know how to say his name i'm gonna say it's killian i think it's killian uh one of my favorite actors and it's just so so cool the atmosphere in that movie i don't even know how he was able to um get a lot of those shots uh in london um, to look deserted to look deserted yeah i mean it's just such a cool movie and uh, has a lot of sort of social commentary. I'll never forget a scene in that movie of a father uh, getting, uh, I'll just say, I mean, it's not really a big spoiler, blood in his eye from a crow. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in movie history, um, I don't, I'm not just saying that, it is absolutely one of my favorite like scenes of terror that I've ever seen. I saw it, you know, I would have been pretty young when this movie came out. Um, not a kid or anything, but pretty young. And I just remember it had such a profound effect on me watching this, this guy, because he, he immediately turns into a zombie and they just have to kill it. Not immediately. Well, I understand. There's like I know. a struggle. I know. And that's what's insane. Like he's just he basically, he knows what's happening to him and he's trying to get the others away as quickly as the blood enters his eye. It's all over right then. Right. Like, yes, he, he has this progression, but I just, I guess as as a viewer to you, when it happens, it's over. Oh, he's just on, he's done. Right. So from that moment on, it's just such an interesting. And there's like the daughter there and stuff. It's kind of aped a little bit in the Dawn of the Dead remake, um, but so good. So 28 days later, one of my favorite movies of all time has an awesome ending that's sort of ambiguous, which is super cool that it didn't matter. And then the sequel, which is also my favorite movies, uh, didn't include it on my list. But um, how it didn't the sequel didn't didn't just pick up on those characters or even explain it. It's just, um, those two movies are so good. The first one is one of the best movies ever made. And I would really hope they end up doing one in the future. Danny Boyle comes back or something, but that'd be amazing. Hell, he did train Spartan too. That is actually a really good point. So yeah, 28 days later. I mean, everybody knows how good it is. It's amazing. What is Eric Hoff's? What was your jokey name? Eric coffins, coffins, coffins. Okay. What is, (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) What is Eric coffins? Number four. We're keeping this Fulci train rolling. Oh, no. And we're going with, I think it's 1979. Zombie Flesh Eaters. Wow. We all know it's just simply called Zombie. Uh, It was to cash in on the success of Romero's Dawn of the Dead. 
and so maybe it's uh, birth was to be a ripoff, but no, it is an incredible film on its own. And I like how they're like voodoo zombies. Yeah. But they're flesh eating back from the dead zombies. Insane set pieces. I mean, we all know this. This is a zombie verse shark scene. Yep. There's the conquistadors coming out of their grave the eye. scene. Oh, who can forget the splintering uh, eye scene. And uh, all of those are like great gore moments uh, as well. You know, I was thinking about the eye scene recently, not to derail this. Yeah, go ahead. And that is almost like, I feel like it's pure exploitation of like gore and just people in that moment, but it's so Italian and so awesome and the gore looks so good. But I was just thinking about how like the effect, uh, I think I was listening to a podcast and somebody had said that they saw it very young and it like scarred them for life. And I thought about how like- Ocular damage? What a powerful thing. And I know it's like just a trashy Italian zombie movie, but I don't know. I feel like that, like it's it's such an iconic scene. I feel like it's affected sure. people for years and years and years. And it just blows me away that, and, and also the zombie versus the shark. But that ice scene, I just I feel like it's a moment in film and an Italian gore that's like kind of stands still. That gore scene stands. It makes the world stand still while you're watching it. So, right. anyways, zombie. I, I think you just summed it up perfectly. The the, the set pieces in zombie are iconic. Yeah. They're so good, dude. Yep. And also... Uh, the very in shot of the zombies crossing the bridge yes. into New York. Yes. I was just going to say that. So awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've said it so many times on the podcast, I had to come around on Fulci and a little bit on Italian stuff, but man. I had Keegan in a headlock, and I was <laughs> like, say you like Fulci, bitch. That didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so good, man. So yep. you're wearing the shirt for it right now. Your shirt says, we're going to eat you, yep. Barbara. No, it doesn't say Barbara. That'd be a fun mashup. That would be a fun mashup. Let's so hear your number three, three. Keegan's Keggies. Keegan's. Any other nicknames? That's all I got for you is Keggy. Keg stand. Should I tell the origin of that of that story? You can if you want. Go nah, ahead. just keep going. Nah, go ahead. Tell the story. I don't want to. It's not a good one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's well, hear your number. Let's three, save Don. that for the end of the podcast, okay. and we will promptly forget and not do it. Sounds good. Uh, to me. Keggy's number three is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Hey, that's my number three. Hey, there you go. Synergy. So uh, what do we have to say about Shaun of the Dead? I mean, it's it's one of everyone's favorite movies. Even if you don't like horror, if you remotely like genre or comedy, it's one. It's going to be one of your favorites. Shaun of the Dead, man, it's Edgar Wright just firing all the cylinders with Simon Pegg. So good. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like it created a whole genre in itself, even though... Exactly. Yeah, Zombie comedy. Yeah. It's its own thing. And everybody's so good in it. Each joke is just so good. It's, man, uh, it started the Cornetto trilogy, which are three of my favorite movies of all time, especially uh, Sean, Sean and uh, Hot Fuzz. Um, just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. I love that they end up drinking beer and they have to get to the Winchester and it's all about getting to a bar just to drink. As a comedy, it's like perfect. And then as a zombie movie, yeah. it's perfect. It's just such a perfect marriage of these two genres. <laughs> like, like, I mean, you guys know an example is that they, <laughs> I can't even say it, they uh, are throwing records at a zombie, but they're making sure that they don't care that much about the records before they throw them. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's just such a stupid moment, but it's so awesome. And uh, just one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I'm not really, I'm really not even sure what to say about it. So, Shaun awesome. of the Dead. Awesome. I mean, it's your number three, so... Yep. Such fun you have film. anything else to say about it? 
I think you hit all the good marks. Kiki's always trying to pry from Ida. Yep. Yep. Well, then why don't you give me your number two since I talked quite a, a film while. that blew me away that you simply called an honorable mention. Whoa. And you like said it with like, yeah, this is an honorable mention. Whereas I had to give discretion. So my honorable mentions weren't simply honorable mentions. Are you hurt right now? The original. The original. Dan O'Bannon's. Dan O'Bannon's Return of the Living Dead. Actually, just wrote it, but yes. The original Return of the Living Dead. This is just such a fun uh, party film. Definitely comedic elements uh, in this one. Such a insane amount of likable characters. Yeah, everybody's awesome. I love Bert and Ernie. Yep. I love Tina and Freddie. Suicide and Trash. Those are just my homies. Those are your boys. Those are just, it's such a good time. The Tar Man. I mean, listen. It is such a fun movie. Tar Man is easily, similar to the eye gore scene. Just one of the ultimate scenes. One of the ultimate characters in horror history, in my opinion, is Tar Man. I love how it apes the idea that Night of the Living Dead was in fact based on a true event. Yeah. And they have actual zombies from the actual outbreak in Philadelphia with them and then accidentally letting them loose is what causes the outbreak in yeah. uh, Return of the Living Dead. It is just such a cool movie. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, and the Blu-ray that came out from Scream Factory recently finally restored most of the music. And the uh, uh, the transfer is so, so good. It's so awesome, man. And like, I mean, I know I don't want to harp on it, but Tar Man specifically is so cool. And then the way that they like, they speak, um, and like one of the things is send more paramedics, uh, right. which is my favorite lines in yep. horror history. So cool, dude. Like it's, and, and also like, you know, we often see like media and stuff of zombies apparently eat brains. It's actually not even in that many horror movies, but in this one, they're all about it. More brains, brains, brains. That's I, I, all they I kind of feel like return of the living dead, like made that like a cliche. Yeah. It's like people who don't know zombie films, they're going to say, oh, zombies eat brains. That's not entirely true. No. Zombies are just going to eat any part of the body that they can. But Return of the Living Dead, I guess, was just so popular that they were able to cement that idea. I mean, I don't know how to say this. It's so awesome that they only want to eat your brain. Like, there's just something so specifically uh, horrifying about that. And that's cool that there's a reason why they wish to eat. Tell us, Ida. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Ah, Is that a spoiler? Ah! Oh. Let's keep going. Okay, let's keep going. We, I love Return of the Living Dead. Apparently One of my favorite movies of all time. Mention from Kiki. I mean, what more do I have to say? This is exciting. We're at our number one. No, I'm at my number two. We're at my number one, Keegan's number two. So my number two is, uh, this is where it gets wacky. I'm all for it. I, you know, you're not, you're going to be, you're going to be so pissed. I'm talking about mannequins falling out of skyscrapers. Okay, stop. My uh, wacky bullshit here. Is uh, I know it's gonna piss a lot of people off. I could not. I, there was no way I could put these two films on my list without just saying that it's Dawn of the Dead, the original and the remake. That's my number two, because I just feel like I like them so much, and it's my favorite. You're lumping I, them together, huh? I could lie to you and okay. say, "Oh, the original Dawn of the Dead is my favorite." It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But the remake is so special to me. We've talked about it on our remakes episode that it's I, just... I have no idea what your one is going to be. Yeah, you do. It, I, we do this every, every episode. I have no idea what your one is going to be. So, uh, you know, I know, I know that out there... <laughs> I, not that we have any listeners, but uh, 
are going to be like, oh, fuck you. You can't put them both together because they're not, you know, I understand that Dawn of the Dead, Romero's Dawn is just one of the best movies ever made. But uh, the remake is very special to me because it came out at a time when I was getting older and seeing horror movies. I know maybe some of you are saying, well, it was only 2004. I would have been 13. Actually, yes, I would have been 13 years old when that movie came out. So it was very it's a very special movie to me and it made me love horror and want to seek out horror. Uh I wouldn't say this is the single movie that did that. It's not, but this was this combined with a couple other things that came out around that time uh Saw was one of them, that was 2003. Uh just got me into horror big time. Big time loved horror, loved gore, loved uh cuz this is sort of torture porn era, uh, even though Donna Dead's not torture porn. Um, just love it. So Don the Dead remake, one of my favorite movies of all time. Back uh, when Zack Snyder could make a movie, a good movie. The one time the one Zack time. Snyder could make a good movie. Yeah. Uh, hello Wes. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then of course the original, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot to say about it. It's just, you know, Flyboy, just one of the best movies ever made. Um, so I think I'll just end it there. Just one of my, you know, both of two of my favorite movies of all time. I just felt like, you know, it would have been like, oh, the original is number one and number three is the, the remake. Like for me, because I like the remake so much. So I was like, I'll just put them together and then I can have a real top five. So there you go. I hope you accept my number two out there. So my number one is the original Dawn of the Dead. All right, let's hear it. Few hollow, a few Octobers ago. I was doing my best to participate in the Halloween challenge. That is where you watch one horror film a day. It is at this time when I decided I was going to watch the original trilogy. And it was just hands down for me, easy to say, Dawn is my favorite zombie movie ever. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to talk about uh, this movie and actually my number one because they're just such seminal films. Like, what what is there to say? I know I say that all the time, but it's rough when, like, like Eric said, we're doing a top five. So, you know, there are five of the best zombie movies ever, and everybody knows about them. So it's tough to talk about. But tell me it, why you like Dawn it, of the Dead so much. It just feels like such a thought out um, story that is told. Yeah. We're with these characters for such a long period of time. It's actually quite a long movie. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like even in in the time, no, I know that transpires in the film. I know, you know, we get to spend so much time. I, um, I know with these films, there's so many just ups and downs. Yeah, uh, with these characters, that's just like a fun idea to think like, uh, what would I do? Yeah, it's if, uh, if I was in that situation. Wish fulfillment. Yes, exactly. Uh, definitely. I mean, easily one of the reasons it works so well is you're set in a mall. How fun would it be to be in a mall and just kill a bunch of people? And I mean, to zombies. Take anything. That you would want. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems important to the genre. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of an understatement, but yeah. 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 I'm surprised that Day of the Dead didn't make your list with uh, Dawn being on it. Right. Yep. Well, like I said, I think Dawn is, is the is the best uh, zombie movie that Romero has done. Sure. In addition to being my favorite zombie movie, uh, period. Well, I disagree. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. hell, let's have your number one. Uh, so, my number one is, if you can't tell, uh, and, and I went with it. You know, I thought I thought about it for a long time, and I thought, you know what? Uh, I've, I've been, this movie has quickly turned into one of my favorite movies ever. Zombie that? Honeymoon. Zombie Honeymoon. Alien Honeymoon. No, uh, it's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. The original Night of the Living Dead. There you go. And I'm not just saying that, like, recently um so i i had seen it over the years and years and years of course you know it's one of the first horror movies you see when you're young correct it was a dollar at walmart when i bought it but i think the moment that it started to all of a sudden creep into my favorite of all time stuff 
was I saw it on a big screen. I saw Night of the Living Dead uh, in a theater in Las Cruces. It's called the Fountain Theater. Um, and it was actually, I believe it was on film. Either way, it was on a big screen. And it was just watching it there and that we had a crowd. And uh, there's this point where I think it's Barbara backs into a window and these uh, zombie hands come through it and try to grab her. Uh, the girls in front of me jumped. And I was like, oh my gosh, this still works. Right. And then the political commentary, social commentary in the movie, um, Ben, his fate, just it, we've talked about before on the podcast and what I, I'm, I'm happy to say that it's a perfect movie. It is. Night of Living Dead is from start to finish a perfect movie. So, cause I remember we were talking about the remake, which we haven't even mentioned. I just wanted, an honorable mention. You did the remake. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's, um, in the remake, the ending is different and, it, and it's a cool ending, but it's not as, um, impactful as the ending of the original. And it's just, yeah. I mean, if you don't know, I'm not going to say, but Ben's fate is, uh, awesome. And, uh, it's just such a seminal film and it's just, uh, you can put it, I think, I think a way to describe the movie is if you put on Night of the Living Dead at any moment of that movie, I would have to watch it all the way to the end. I would have to, cause it's just so good. And it's, a perfect um, like location horror where you're just at this house and you're just waiting with these people. And it's, you know, it's, it's what I always talk about people. What happens when people are in a situation that they're not used to and how do they react to other people and their social interactions in that space? Um, 10 Chlorophyll Lane recently did that. Um, it's a trope in the horror genre, but yeah, it's just one of the best movies ever made. And I've said that a lot, but night of living dead. Yeah. Uh, I still remember where I was the uh, first time I watched it and uh, the effect that it had over me was paralyzing. Uh, whenever those credits were rolling, it was just like, holy shit, like, what did I see? Yeah. And I almost feel like it was this film. You said Dawn was kind of, the Dawn remake was kind of the film that made you want to. Well, that's lame, but yeah. To look out. I would have been. That's fine with I that. Been, I would have no problem with that. I would have been 13, yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like the original Night for me was the film that I was like, I need to investigate yeah. uh, this genre some more. And then speaking about uh, the remake, I feel like that version of Barbara should be compared to like the Ripley's yeah. of Alien, the movie genre. Yeah. yeah. Like why doesn't she get more credit for being the tough, badass uh, female character? Well, one of the reasons is that movie was hard to see for a long time. It just, it barely came out on Blu-ray in Australia. It's, it's not, I think it, there, there's a Blu-ray here, but it's, uh, you feel like the remake is just it's garbage still making rounds. What, re what, what you feel like the remake is still making its rounds. Oh, I just think it's hard. I mean, it's hard to revisit. I mean, there's not a Blu-ray of it in the U S except for by twilight time. And nobody liked it. And yeah. Supposedly color it's colored. Yeah. I yeah. have the, I have the Blu-ray from Australia and it's, uh, amazing, uh, of the remake. But, um, I also, I have the double Blu-ray with the original. I don't know. I don't know what else, to, what else to say. It's just such an awesome movie. I, I said, if your number one wasn't my number one, I was going to tell you you're wrong. I guess you're going to get a pass. Yeah, I, I was like, well, it probably will be because I know you like night, but yeah. Um, I guess you're going to pass stuff. If, if it wasn't Night of the Living Dead, it would be Dawn of the Dead and the Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, I should also say uh, movies that I saw even younger than 13 that made me want to watch horror were actually Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, and Halloween 5. I didn't know what I was watching when I saw them, but I did that thing when I was a kid of flipping the channel back and forth, hoping I'd miss the jump scare because I was so scared of it. And this is, I must have been, you know, 8, 9, 10 or something. But yeah, so those movies I saw long before it. But as I was getting older and getting more into my own things, uh, certainly the Dawn of the Dead remake was there. But yeah, Night of the Living Dead, I, I, I've more and more, it's just become uh, easily one of my favorite movies. And also, uh, they're going to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. There you go. 
So <laughs> stop it, Johnny. So you've reached the end of our uh, top five list. Yeah. What do you have to say about mine? Um, it's shit. Thought it was fine. Thought it was good. I thought you'd have more Italian. This was horror. exciting that there's just so many out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably so many that I haven't seen. There's also some real shit that I've seen. I remember there was a there was one summer where my friends and I we would purposely seek out what we thought would be like bad, Ooh, and that's like that's when idea. we watched like Hood of the Living Dead or Zombies, you know, with a Z. Ooh, yeah, those are some rough ones. Um, and for some reason, Bloods versus Vampires or Bloods versus Werewolves, whatever it was, is like two and a half hours long. So I'm glad we never got to that one. Maybe be, just just to throw in at the end of our zombie episode, um, what do, what do both of us think about The Walking Dead? I gave up in season four. Um, there's a scene where they are all stuck in a barn, and it's there's this storm out, and there's zombies outside, and they all have to like band together to keep the door closed. And it was so corny to me. I you was quit. Like, I that yes, and it was supposed to be this powerful pivotal character connecting yeah. moment and i was like nope this is not what i want <laughs> i'm out in my zombie entertainment and so i bounced out and uh occasionally i feel like i want to give it another shot but at this point in time i am not cool with the walking dead so uh for me i've, I've i'm currently on break with the walking dead okay uh, the last episode i saw was i think the sixth episode of this season i think they're on like uh, 10 or 11 and i i may have quit that's what i'm saying i that that may have been the last episode I'll ever see because I haven't kept going. And I just, you know, I, I've been starkly sort of against the show for a long time. Uh, so I know I know there's a lot of Walking Dead fans out there, and that's totally cool. But I just think the show does not care about its characters. It's only concerned with, like, trying shock? to... Yeah, shock and, like, killing off their characters. That's now the show is killing characters off. And, like, I don't believe any of the actions of any of the characters that they take. Um, I don't buy any of their motivations anymore. So... I, I, it started off good, you know, as Darabont's show, Frank Darabont's show, and um, just slowly turned into just a slog and just garbage to me. Do so, you follow Stephen King on Twitter? I don't. He will, like, tweet his thoughts of, like, weekly. Yeah. And it's weird that he's pro-Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that's the thing. It sucks. Like, uh, K&B, right? K&B does all the effects. Greg, Greg Nicotero. And we're, you know, both of us are all for that. And I'm actually I'm actually glad the show exists. We A lot of horror stuff probably gets greenlit because they think, oh, people like The Walking Dead. I mean, maybe right. we'll make this movie. So, like, I'm not against it. I just think it's garbage and it, it's kind of painful that people like it so much. Having said that, I like a lot of dumb shit. So, there you go. And if uh, Empire of the Dead comes from Ooh, The Walking Dead yes. being so popular... No, that's then, great. Then, then, fuck yeah, Walking Dead. Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what I haven't even started. Duh. It's real bad, duh. So, uh, I think it's the end of our... Should uh, we explain duh? Uh, you should. Okay. That is just Keegan and I calling each other dog. Dog or... Like, or, hey, dog, but we pronounce it... Yeah. Duh. And it came from you. I, I didn't I didn't start that. It's all it's all Eric. Eric, hey, duh, hey, duh. Hey, duh. Wanna he eat? kind of picked hey, up. Hey, duh, want to play Halo? Yep. So it's anyways, da means dog. It, Correct. We are trailing more than we've ever trailed in our whole lives, but there was a story I was supposed to tell, wasn't there? Oh crap. I don't remember it. Keep going. Don't stop and think about it. Keep going. Let's wrap it up, Kiki. All right. <laughs> if you remember what story we were supposed to tell, tweet us at Ghoul Squad FM on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so at the end of this episode, I said I was going to read Shane Saw Massacre's zombie list. And here it is. Was it? Number five. 
Uh, this is Shane Saw Massacre on Instagram's top five. Zombies, uh, number five, The Dawn of the Dead remake, which is cool. Okay. Uh, number four, World War Z. I'm with you. Number three, Zombie. Absolutely. Uh, number two, 28 Days Later, of course. And number one. Let's hear it. Dawn of the Dead. Hey, Shane Saw, me and you. So, yeah. No, what's up? So, uh, you know, of course, we agree with a lot of that list. Uh, World War Z, we didn't talk about it at all. No. A much better, let me say this, a much better movie than that movie ever deserved to be. Especially the Correct. second half rewritten by my guy, Damon Lindelof, uh, I think saved the movie. So, um, we definitely agree with a lot of your list, man. I mean, Dawn of the Dead remake, Zombie, 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead. I also kind of like World War Z, but I don't love it. So, uh, yeah, Shane Saw. Not bad. Shane, thank you for sending us your list, and we read both ears. He also sent us his uh, sci-fi list, top five sci-fi horror, because he was wondering if we were going to do that. Are we going to do that? What we should, could do that. What should be our next list? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, I guess we'll figure it out some other day. We'll talk. You have reached the end of this episode of the Ghoul Squad podcast. Where Eric can you find us, Keegan? Oh, you want me to do it? <laughs> Beat you to it, doggy. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash ghoul squad FM. Uh, Twitter.com slash ghoul squad FM. And uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash ghoul squad FM. Uh, or just search ghoul squad FM on anything. It should come up. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you want to pick one. Instagram is our favorite. Post a lot of dumb stuff there. Uh, we really enjoy it. Buy a shirt. Bit.ly slash ghoul squad shirt. Or just go to uh, tpublic.com. Search ghoul squad uh i think that's it leave us a review on itunes yeah so we've reached the end of the podcast thank you for listening like on it like serious on a serious note thank you so much for listening because i know uh we gotta we got you know uh we some of you are out there listening and it is super cool because I, as i sit here and ramble i always think boy i don't know how anybody gets through this um so <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough for us yeah so uh no but seriously uh we love doing the podcast and i and it's so cool anybody listens so from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much for listening from the bottom of our undead hearts from our uh, well okay uh our undead hearts then uh no i'm just kidding so uh that's it for the this episode of the ghoul squad podcast thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you on whatever our next topic is ghoul squad will return with undecided Goodbye, everybody. Bye.